0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's daily mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. Hurrying from the Acts of the Apostles, in those days, King Herod laid hands upon some members of the church to harm them. He had James, the brother of John, killed by the sword. And when he saw that this was pleasing to the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. It was the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He had him taken into custody and put in prison under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. He intended to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter thus was being kept in prison, but prayer by the church was fervently being made to God on his behalf. On the very night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter, secured by double chains, was sleeping between two soldiers, while outside the door's guards kept watch on the prison. Suddenly the angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and awakened him, saying, Get up quickly. The chains fell from his wrist. The angel said to him, Put on your belt and your sandals. He did so. Then he said to him, Put on your cloak and follow me. So he followed him out, not realizing that what was happening through the angel was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. He passed the first guard, then the second. He came to the iron gate leading out to the city, which opened for them by itself. They emerged and made their way down an alley, and suddenly the angel left him. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Yesterday we celebrated the feast of St. Irenaeus of Lyon, France, who died around the year 200. A bishop in France, he was the disciple of Polycarp, who we mentioned was a disciple of John the Apostle. I asked the question yesterday, do you believe that the gospel of Matthew is the inspired word of God? And if so, why? Nowhere in Matthew or anywhere else in the New Testament does it say, Matthew, the tax collector, wrote this gospel. It is believed Matthew wrote Matthew. Because Irenaeus told us so in his book, Against Heresies, written in 180 A.D., A passage from the Gospel of Matthew was just read at Mass today. The setting was up north in Caesarea Philippi, a pagan city built on top of a huge rock. And that is where Christ changed Simon, son of John's name, to Cephas, which is Aramaic for rock. The Latin is Petrus. Yesterday at Mass, I read a quote from St. Irenaeus in which he defended the perpetual virginity of Holy Mary and how she participates in our salvation. The question was then posed, if you believe that Matthew wrote his gospel because Irenaeus, being an early and most credible source, told us so, why would you not believe what Irenaeus wrote about the Virgin Mary? What about the authority of Peter, And the church in Rome, did Irenaeus write about that? If so, that would be credible evidence for the fact, would it not? In the 16th century, in revolutionary fashion, countries all over Europe broke away from their source of unity, the church, headquartered in Rome. They broke away and started their own national churches. Consequently, there are thousands and thousands of quote-unquote churches out there today all built on sand, and not the rock. When people think on the 16th century Protestant Reformation, the countries of Germany and England are always front and center. But heavy damage was inflicted on France as well, the country where St. Irenaeus had been a bishop. In 1561, Calvinist mobs took to the French highways, murdering priests, monks, and nuns, destroying and sacking churches and Monasteries. An historian wrote, As in all anti-Christian revolutions, statues of the Savior were spat upon, knocked down and demolished. The body of Christ was often injured and reviled in the Blessed Sacrament. At Nimes and Paris and other places, the tabernacles were broken open and the host thrown and trampled upon, both by men and by Horses. That horrific sacrilege sounded like, well, something the the Muslims would do, but not by people who claimed to be Christian. Many relics and statues of French saints, like Martin of Tours and Joan of Arc, were destroyed by mobs. In Lyon, they threw the relics of St. Irenaeus into the river, but not before they played soccer with his skull in the streets. Yes, the mobs were trained to disrespect and destroy devotionals like statues and relics. They were trained to revile the Holy Eucharist so people would lose their belief in it. They were trained to despise Rome and the papacy founded by Christ. Is clearly seen in the 16th chapter of Matthew. Here is what St. Irenaeus, the disciple of Polycarp, who was the disciple of St. John the Apostle, wrote about Peter and Paul and Rome, way back, in 180 A.D., Since it would be too long to enumerate in such a volume as this the bishop's successions of all the city churches, we shall confound all those who, in whatever manner, whether through self-satisfaction or vainglory or through blindness or wicked opinion, assemble other than where it is proper." i.e. renegade heretics, by pointing out here the succession of the bishops of the greatest and most ancient church known to all, founded and organized at Rome by the two most glorious apostles, Peter and Paul. That church, which has the tradition and the faith, which comes down to us after having been announced to men by the apostles, for it is a matter of necessity that all other city churches agree with this church, Rome, because of its preeminent authority. Yes, tuis Petrus, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church.